，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。As commodity prices rise, lots of small businesses are struggling. We head now to an affordable eatery in Taoyuan where prices are still perplexingly low. Locals say the 15 NT Xiaobing are exceptionally good value. We spoke to the owner to find out how they keep costs down. This customer hurries to get his order out. The shopping and other pastries are running out, and in a few seconds, his favorite flavor could be gone. Shopping 油条还有那个花生的，这两种最好吃。如果像那种烧饼加油条。In other places, a shopping like that plus a fried oil stick could be 30 to 35 NT. They're cheap here at 15 NT. 啊，那个都要大排长龙哎。面包也卖完了。Folk who arrive later have missed their chance. The famous shopping are sold out. Some plan for a fried oil stick instead. This shopping shop in Taoyuan has no street sign. It sells flatbreads and pastries at high volume, tasty and economical. Lots of people say the prices are unbeatable. The queue forms first thing in the morning. After four hours, everything's gone. Shopping bigger than your face, sweet or salty flavors, all for just 15 NT. A cup of soy milk is 10 NT, but flour, oil, sugar, and soybean prices are all skyrocketing. How can the owners keep their prices down? It works if you sell enough. If I make more units, then I earn money, and then it's all good. The price of ingredients is rising, and lots of small affordable eateries are feeling the pinch. Many rely on their suppliers in Taiwan for lower costs, avoiding imports. They order in large volumes and make a profit with a very tight margin. But for how long can the show go on? Summer is the time for fun at the seaside. In Kaohsiung, a new pop-up water park is thrilling tourists. The park in Qijing District features water slides and other thrilling rides for all ages. Parents and kids say it's a great place to spend a summer weekend. It's opened every weekend until early September. People scream as they crash down the water slide in mere seconds. The 15-meter-high slide is delighting vacationers in Kaohsiung's Qijing District with its practically vertical drop. The first time you'll be scared, of course, and then afterwards you start finding new ways to enjoy it. It's Kaohsiung, so you've got to have fun with water. If you're scared of heights, no fear. You can try this water castle instead. You sit on a rubber ring, and an attendant launches you onto the water. A gentler thrill. I think it's fun. It goes fast, and because you're going down, you don't turn around. It's really exciting. Qijing is famous for its water-based thrills in the summer. Many head to the coast, of course, but now you can also enjoy this inflatable water park in the city, set up by Gaoshan City Government. It features nine different water rides for different age groups. Lots of parents have brought kids along for a laugh and a splash under the summer sun. We've got these nine rides. We hope this summer is for having fun with the water. 
you can come to Kaohsiung, and while the adults enjoy the leisure activities at Qijing that are a bit like the Thai island of Koh Samui, the children can enjoy this inflatable water park. The park will be open on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays until September 4th. Children must be accompanied by adults to enjoy the thrilling rides. KMT Taipei City Councillor Angela Ying on Tuesday held a press conference to raise awareness about human trafficking scams offering high-paying jobs in Cambodia. According to the councillor, since late June, at least 10 Taiwanese nationals in Cambodia have asked for government assistance to return to Taiwan after falling victims to such scams. Let's hear from the councillor. The scammers want them to pay 25,000 to 50,000 US dollars in compensation for breaking the contract. Victims say that they were beaten and electrocuted, making life a living hell. Their offers really make victims think that they are going to get rich overnight. They offer meals and accommodation and monthly salaries starting at 70,000 or 100,000 NT. It is not our jurisdiction, so we are unable to go abroad. We are very restricted on what we can do to investigate these cases. We're trying to find more information so that our police officers can investigate the matter. So far this year, more than 40 reports on this kind of scam have been filed in Taiwan. But authorities suspect that there are many more that have gone unreported. Police officers say that since Taiwan and Cambodia are not diplomatic allies, offering diplomatic assistance to Taiwanese nationals in the country is very difficult. For now, raising awareness to prevent scammers from luring victims away is the way to go. And remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Last week, Taiwan saw an unprecedented number of cyber attacks amid the Taiwan visit of U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. This week, the government launched response measures to prevent disaster, especially in the financial sector. Taiwan's eight major banks and the relevant government agencies under the Ministry of Finance ramped up their cybersecurity efforts with hourly reports on any suspicious activity. Their intensive defensive work will continue until August 12th. 其实骇客也一度造访总统府网页。Amid China's constant cyber attacks, the executive UN last week ordered the Ministry of Finance to activate personal data security response measures. Staff were mobilized at Taiwan's eight major banks and at agencies under the Ministry of Finance, such as the Taiwan Tobacco and Liquor Corporation and Trade Van Information Services. 它裡面的圖片跟內容有沒有被置換或是被插起這樣子。Official websites are checked for abnormalities, and so is the text and images at online shopping interfaces. Coding is inspected for traces of hacking. From August 5th to August 8th, cybersecurity staff had to report back on their findings once every hour. Now, from August 9th to August 12th, staff give updates on their findings once every three hours. Their work starts at 9 a.m. and doesn't finish until 1 a.m. the next day. At the Taiwan Tobacco and Liquor Corporation, five members of staff carry out inspections, while two report any findings. They work in shifts, in three or four shifts. We will also take part in the Ministry of Finance's security meetings. The Ministry of Finance lists six major kinds of attacks to watch out for. They are denial-of-service attacks from scattered sources, alteration of web page elements, false information or data uploads from unspecified users, phishing attacks, 
abnormal service suspensions, and core network abnormalities. Core networks do not allow external connections. They are more advanced than firewalls and can intercept attacks at the application level. Taiwan's government has stepped up security systems at its financial institutions to prevent any intrusions from Chinese cyber attackers. National Taiwan University's Vice President for Academic Affairs on Tuesday announced that the university would revoke the master's degree of former Xinzhu mayor Lin Zhijian. The decision comes after a committee at the university determined that Lin had committed plagiarism in his master's thesis. Lin, who is the DPP's mayoral candidate for Taoyuan, maintains that he is innocent. The committee has determined that Mr. Lin committed a serious violation by copying Mr. Yu's master's thesis. As a violation of academic integrity in accordance with the rules on doctoral and master's theses, it has been decided that his thesis be revoked. I am completely innocent. In fact, I am a victim here. I can't accept this. I have witnesses and I have proof, but NTU hasn't considered them. The committee determined that Lin had copied the thesis of fellow classmate Yu Zhenhuang, who defended and submitted his thesis months before Lin. Lin alleges that he has proved that he was the first of the two to come up with the topic, structure and content of the thesis. Everyone is looking for ways to cool off. Now residents of Jiayi can even go skiing. A skiing school has opened in the mountainous county. It promises to help adults and children get to grips with the winter sports. Although skiing isn't native to Taiwan, it is growing in popularity. Kids don ski boots and protective gear. Then they get ready to go out on the slopes. The coach is infinitely patient as they practice. They start with the most basic moves, falling down and getting up over and over. It's a hot summer day, but these parents have brought their kids to learn how to ski. These three-year-old twins are having their first try. They love it. Indoors, it's a safe and cool space where the twins can come and learn as well as have fun. This skiing school in Jiayi has attracted a lot of applications. Skiing is taking off as a leisure sport in Taiwan. It's a fun way to escape the summer heat and get a great workout. Parents plan to one day take their kids abroad to ski. After you've learned how to ski in Taiwan, you can go to skiing resorts abroad and it's easier to get the hang of it. You won't have to hire an instructor there and spend loads of your time falling over. All the classes are one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one. -on -one. With guidance from the coach, you can master the skills of skiing. Expert skiers say that choosing suitable clothes and equipment is one of the key factors in making sure you stay safe on the slopes. Taiwan will start phasing out community PCR test sites for COVID starting Thursday. Government officials say demand for PCR tests has greatly shrunk since rapid test results became a valid way to diagnose the disease. 
Currently, there are 114 community test sites in operation around Taiwan, incurring high labor and material costs. The Health Promotion Administration had previously announced that subsidies for operating test sites would end on Wednesday. CECC official Zhang Renxiang says that in the future, local governments can apply to open test sites if they deem it necessary. Last week, United Microelectronics Corporation founder Robert Cao announced a donation of 3 billion NT to improve Taiwan's defenses. In an exclusive FTV interview on Monday, Cao discussed his thoughts on cross-strait tensions, as well as his motivations for making the donation. He said he was resolved to not let Taiwan become a second Hong Kong under the control of the Chinese Communist Party. Wearing a bulletproof vest, Robert Tsao was on Monday, I guess, at FTV's Coco Hot News. His garb caught the attention of many on set. China's Taiwan Affairs Office has declared me a Taiwan separatist. I read comments online that were all saying I should get beaten up or killed, so right now I feel like I should take special care to protect myself. Wearing a bulletproof vest has the benefit of offering protection against attacks. That's the same as Taiwan's defense strategy. We must protect ourselves and increase the cost of a Chinese attack on Taiwan and lower the chances of taking over Taiwan. Cao said the bulletproof vest was for his personal protection, stressing that Taiwan should also focus on defending itself. Last week, the tech tycoon announced a donation of 3 billion NT for Taiwan's defense. In June, my private company paid 1.6 billion NT in income tax. I've put the 3 billion NT together how I could. If I hadn't paid that 1.6 billion NT in taxes, I would be donating 5 billion NT instead. My two sons are not just supportive of me, they are proud of me. Previously, Cao had said that China behaved like a village thug. He had more to say during the interview. I have given it a name, the CCP zombie virus. Within minutes, those who catch the virus look out only for themselves and turn from humans to beasts. They suck your blood out. Look at China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs and their Taiwan Affairs Office. All of them have caught the virus. Cao said the CCP had also infiltrated Hong Kong. He choked back tears discussing the events he saw during the 2019 to 2020 protests in Hong Kong against the proposed extradition bill. When I saw it, I was distraught. Many of my friends were beaten up. Anyone who was in Hong Kong then would definitely become anti-CCP. Afterward, I swore that I would never let Taiwan become a second Hong Kong. Cao's words on the CCP have guarded attention online, with thousands of views and comments on the episode uploaded on social media. With his 3 billion NT donation for Taiwan's defense, Cao's CCP stance has become one of the hottest topics of debate in recent days. A naval officer in command of a confrontation with a Chinese destroyer near Kaohsiung has spoken about the encounter. China's PLA Navy was instructed to approach Taiwan's territorial waters, but Taiwan's Navy was determined to not let that happen. After a tense standoff, the Chinese vessel turned away, narrowing, avoiding conflict. The story has come to light thanks to a university student with a penchant for analyzing PLA movements.
Chinese state media on Monday said that Chinese military drills east of the median line of the Taiwan Strait would likely be normalized in the future. China now appears to be validating that statement. China's PLA has made 42 flights across the line in two days, with aircraft including Sukhoi Su-30s, Shenyang J-16s and J-11s, and Xi'an H-6 bombers. 20 of those flights occurred on Sunday and 22 on Monday, the day after it said it would end drills in the strait. Now there is no longer a median line. They've already passed over Taiwan's territorial waters. Now we don't have any strategic depth. And without strategic depth, there is no strategic early warning. Without strategic early warning, we are at high risk of a crisis. If China suddenly attacks, we have no room to maneuver, and we don't have flexibility in responding to the enemy. It's a very tense situation. We have to prepare for the worst and do our best to prepare. I don't think we should take it lightly or underestimate the enemy, because China is now adopting a paralysis strategy. While Chinese military aircraft are crossing the strait, Chinese naval vessels are also approaching Taiwan's territorial waters. Taiwanese University student Joseph Wen, who has gained notoriety for a map he compiled of Chinese military bases, on Saturday tweeted a photo of a Taiwanese-guided missile destroyer facing off with a Chinese destroyer off the coast of Kaohsiung. In his tweet, Wen included comments from the naval officer in command of the Taiwanese destroyer. Wen's tweet cited information showing that the Chinese destroyer was ordered on Friday to pass the strait's median line. The Taiwanese naval officer said it was their mission to not let the Chinese destroyer pass, and that they were preparing to collide with the enemy vessel if necessary. The two vessels came within 200 yards, roughly 180 meters, of each other, before the Chinese vessel gave up its course and turned west. The officer said the Navy was at the ready, and that it would prepare for war, but not incite it. China test-fired a missile. Of course, following a missile test like that, the military's officers will be nervous. My friends in the Navy said that they would defend Taiwan's territorial waters to the death and would not let the PLA approach. The PLA talks tough, but in reality, it still exercises caution. I'm sure it is aware of where the bottom line is. When social media posts drew praise from Taiwanese users, with people thanking officers for their bravery and determination. When the Navy officers feel that they are needed, it's natural that their service will bring them a sense of honor. The Defense Ministry is like a simple and honest person who is not good at expressing themselves, but in intercepting the PLA, they will fully devote themselves to their duty. If the Ministry spoke more, I feel the results would be good. If they come out and speak to the public, it will be good for their image. Wen believes that personal accounts from servicemen and servicewomen would be more effective in galvanizing the public than military propaganda would be. With China saying it will normalize drills east of the median line in Taiwan Strait, Foreign Minister Joseph Wu on Tuesday held a bilingual press conference to raise international support for Taiwan. Wu said that Taiwan would not back down in the face of Chinese aggression. China's continued attempt to in intimidate Taiwan will not panic us, nor will they defeat us. To Taiwan, the values of freedom and democracy cannot be taken away. They are built into our DNA. Minister of Foreign Affairs Joseph Wu on Tuesday addressed China's recent drills near Taiwan in a bilingual press conference attended by members of the international press. Wu condemned China for using last week's visit to Taiwan by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi as a pretext for the drills. 
He said China was attempting to destroy the tacit median line in the Taiwan Strait. He warned the international community that China's ambitions would not end with Taiwan. China is now determined to link the East and South China Sea through the Taiwan Strait so that this entire area becomes its internal waters. And its intentions are not likely to stop there, as the PLA has crossed the first island chain multiple times to conduct military exercises in recent years. In addition, in May this year, China signed a security agreement with the Solomon Islands and intended to do more or to do the same with more Pacific countries. China's influence also extend, extends into the Southeast Asia, South Asia, and even Africa and Latin America. China's behavior towards Taiwan is merely a pretext. Its ambitions and impact extend, extending far beyond Taiwan. It is thus critical that all freedom-loving countries around the world should work together to explore means to respond to the expansion of authoritarianism. What is Taiwan's concrete proposal or suggestion um, how the international community uh, could or should uh, push the Chinese military back? That is something that we need to join our hands with like-minded partners to make sure that the medium line is still there to safeguard peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. And if you look at the uh, East China Sea or South China Sea, China is doing the same. The Taiwan correspondents of most major press organizations were present at the press conference, ready with questions for the foreign minister. Wu called on democracies to support Taiwan and to resist Chinese hegemony. He said Taiwan would continue to engage in exchanges with its allies and other countries, and that it would not be intimidated by China. Recent surveys have also shown that the overwhelming majority of Taiwanese welcomed the visit by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. I am also confident that many more House Speakers will visit Taiwan in the future. China wants to block Taiwan's participation in the international community to pressure us and squeeze us out. Given this situation, we in Taiwan can't simply sit around with our hands tied waiting to be captured. What we in Taiwan strive for is for more countries and more leaders to support us. Separately, Lithuania's Minister of Foreign Affairs on Monday issued a statement in which he said that the free world cannot and will not allow Taiwan to become a second Ukraine. In response, Taiwan's foreign ministry called Lithuania a good friend with whom true feelings would emerge in times of adversity.